For there is hope for a tree if it is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its tender shoots will not cease, though its roots may grow old in the earth, and its stump may die in the ground. Yet, at the scent of water, it will bud, and bring forth branches like a plant. Job 14, 7-9 Hello, everybody! Wow, amazing! Welcome! to Fostering Resilience Podcast. My name is Barcela. Before I go straight into what I have to talk about today, I want to say thank you. I want to say a very, very, very big thank you to everyone that has listened to the first episode or watched on YouTube. I want to say thank you. I really appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the suggestions i appreciate everything i just want to say thank you so much really means a lot for me to share my story and for people to feel impacted by it and feel blessed by it so i want to say thank you i really appreciate you i appreciate your time i appreciate your attention i appreciate your love thank you so so much and i would also like to tell everyone either if you're watching on youtube that I have the episodes up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. And for those listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I want to say that there are some there are video episodes on YouTube as well. Thank you so much. This really means a lot. This has been a journey. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you and I really, really appreciate it. So, speaking of journeys, today I want to talk about my journey to healing. Not that I have you know, been totally healed, so to speak. Um, but I am still going on that journey to healing. I am still going, I am still treading that path towards total healing. Do I know if one can totally heal from loss? Maybe. I. It's a, it's a very interesting question, I would say. I don't know because I'm still in that journey, you know what I mean? And I do have, you know, like I said before, I have down days and I have days that I'm just so excited and so happy. But I want to talk about some pointers on my journey to, towards healing. I want to talk about some feelings that maybe any one of you ha- have felt, either if you've experienced loss or not. And I also want to say that, you know, if you've not experienced the loss of a loved one, or maybe you've experienced life str- tragedies like you've experienced a season where you feel like you're let down where you feel like you've lost it all i just want you to be able to use this podcast and these um episodes to encourage yourself and to really draw strength because we are we've all come here to the brook cherry to draw strength to be fed by god to be nourished so journey to healing or journey to healing. Um, after I lost my mom, for those that, you know, just come in, I did have two episodes earlier where I talked about my why and I also talked about my the story of my grief. And um, the person I lost was my mom in a car accident. So after I lost my mom and I talked about, you know, all the emotions I felt, something happened. So, 
Now I started living. I started living life. I wouldn't say I wasn't living life before, but like it's it's now like there's a post, there's a pre pre grief and post grief, pre loss and post loss. <laughs> you know how they say pre pandemic, post pandemic. Well, yeah, mine was pre loss and post loss, and um, when I would do well in school. And I'm so excited and I'm so happy. One, I think of how, you know, when I always did well in school or did some, or something significant happened to me, my mom was the first person I would call and then I'll feel that pain. Or maybe when I'm hanging out with friends and I'm laughing, I start to feel guilt. You know, I mentioned earlier that there is this guilt that is attached to grief. So I'm going to tell you, one of the reasons why I felt guilt. Now, my at the time when I lost my mom, the time difference from where I was staying to where my mom is was about seven hours time difference. And so my mom died on a Tuesday. So we spoke on a sun on the Sunday before she died. Always talking, you know, mother daughter talk. Um we're just chit chatting and just, you know, talking about things. She was asking me how I'm doing. We're just talking about everything. And we, we bid ourselves goodbye to talk the next day. And so the next day, which was a Monday, I called her, but she missed my call. You know, time difference. And she called me. But when she called me, it was mid, like about 2 or 3 a.m. my time. And so I was asleep and I missed her call. And then the next call I got was on Tuesdays telling me that she had died so it took me a while to get over the idea or the guilt attached to oh my god i wish i had been able to talk to her i wish we had had the opportunity to talk and i know for someone that maybe you know has had any kind of tragedy or any kind of you know any kind of situation that you feel down, that you feel hopeless, that you feel like all hope is lost. I talked about the what ifs. There are a lot of what ifs. So that was my what if. If I had called her, maybe if we had spoken, blah, 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 and things like that. And so I had, I carried that guilt with me for a while. I carried that guilt of what if, you know, maybe if I had spoken with, you know, it's just different kinds of thoughts. Or maybe I should have called her that morning. Or, you know, different things. But those what ifs, can, they're just scenarios, you know, playing these scenarios or trying to get a different outcome. Thinking that maybe what I have done or what I did or what I didn't do was going to change the outcome. It might not, you know. And I, I had to accept that. I had to say that even if I had picked a call on that day, she might have still died on Tuesday. You know, it's not, it's, and then maybe I'll look for another what if, you know. So my point is that when we experience some form of loss or tragedy, I do not want us to feel like as if it's like our doing or our fault, or we feel like, oh, if I had done this, or if I had done that, this would have been averted. If God, if God wanted to permit it to happen, it will happen. And um, there is this idea of why me. There is this idea of 
why did this happen to me? And I would say something and I want us to really follow me along here. I'm not trying to be a bearer of bad news. But I don't remember where I heard this from where when someone said, when we say, why me, why me? And the person said, why not you? And what that person meant was that there is no one that is exempt from life struggles. Life in itself is, in a sense, traumatic, so to speak. Life in itself comes with a lot of challenges. I'm going to put it that way. Life in itself comes with a lot of challenges. Life in itself, from when we are conceived up until where we die, nothing is like, it's not all roses and petals. There are going to be down days, there are going to be good days. For people, it comes in different forms. Different forms. For some people, they would not experience loss of love. It would be something else that will be, you know, a difficult situation or a difficult season. So, I don't want us to get stuck in the why me. But instead, we should move on and say, What's, what will come out of this? How can I use this situation of mine? to be a better person, to still shine, to still be who God has called me to be. Um, in spite of what I am going through, in spite of my loss, in spite of my tragedy, in spite of my difficult situation, how can I move on? And you have to give yourself space to move forward. You have to give yourself space to be able to be that person that God has called you to be. Now, it's like a marathon. That's what I did. My journey to healing, I'm going to term it as a marathon. And for a marathon, you know, long distance races and things like that, there are times where you have to stop to drink water. There are times where you have to stop to catch your breath. There are times where it feels like as if when you stop, other people have passed you. Because when you stop to drink water, it doesn't mean that the, the, the game is going to stop. You know, it doesn't mean that Oh, all done. No. People still move. And some people still move past you. And some people, you, you move past them. But it's a journey and it's your own journey. So for those that have experienced loss, I want to tell you that your grief is your grief. Do not compare your grief journey to the grief journey of another person. If you, if you haven't experienced the kind of loss that I'm talking about, but you've experienced life's, life has you know, thrown a curveball at you, it's your own journey and you have to be able to go at your own pace. And I also want to add that do not feel like receive love when you are giving love. And that's one thing I felt like, you know, when people started caring for me and trying to like help me, first of all, I felt like I don't want to be pitied, you know, like, oh, I don't want to tell someone that, oh, I moved to the United States two weeks after my mom died, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. I didn't want that, but I had to be humble enough to receive help when I needed it because I did need help. I had this where I was so, so broken. Like I would cry so much. I would have a headache. I would wake up. I was to be crying because I was just in so much emotional pain that so at a point translated to physical pain. And so when People that were around me, like my classmates, my friends, my, you know, my friends, parents that I met here 
started you know showing me love i had to be humble enough to receive it because i needed it so i just want to encourage us you know to receive help when help is you know given to us when help is offered to us another thing i want to talk about for for grief or for you know any kind of loss that is irreplaceable let me put it that way there is like a forever vacuum you know, like give, there's a very, there's a forever vacuum that's created. Like for me, I, I think in my own sense that there is no, there's no one, no matter how much I love them, that can replace the space of my mom. It's just life. You only have one mother, you know, that forever vacuum is there, but it doesn't mean that I have to just stay down. It doesn't mean that I have to just stay put. But I have to just say with this newfound life that I'm living, what am I going to do? How is this journey going to be? Because there is no way that my journey through life would not be impacted by this. It's already been impacted by this. It's already been impacted by the loss of my mom. But I'm choosing to shine through that. I'm choosing to say that I will still have joy. I will still be happy. I will still be the best version of myself. I will still push myself because I think about how happy my mom when I when I when I got my master's degree. Oh my goodness! I thought about how happy my mom would have, you know, been. I thought about, you know, how proud she would have been. Or well, she, I believe she is proud of me. And that's what's keeping me going. And that's what's keeping me saying, so far when I wake up, I'm still here. There is still something I have to do. There is still something I have to share. There is still something I have to put out to this world. And it doesn't even have to be that, you know, it has to be online like this. You know, it can be when I go to work, when I'm in school, you know, being able to just make the other person feel better, being able to shine, being able to spread love and kindness. Because the world is going to be a better place with that. One last thing I want to share about is that it's okay to be down and feel tired and feel and feel sad but it's a feeling like it's okay the days you want to scream <laughs> you know the days you just want to scream let it out it's okay i don't think there's anything wrong with that because i have done that the days you want to scream the days you want to you know but someone you know courage Go in the strength that God has given unto you. There is that need to like, you know, let it out. There's need, there'll be, there, there can be days where you want to just cry. Just cry. Let it out. Like, let's, like, feel the emotions. what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying you should become a crybaby. Or you should feel the emotions. And then just pray to God for strength. And then just trust God for strength. Trust God for grace. Because you will be fine like you do so much more so much oh my god so so much more so so much more my journey 
to healing, my journey through grief, my journey through loss is still an ongoing journey. And I'm just, this episode is just give you an introduction to that journey to let you know that, you know, I have felt guilt. I feel sometimes that I should not be happy. <laughs> like there'll be sometimes when I'm laughing and then I start feeling bad. Like, why am I happy? Like I just lost my mom. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking I shouldn't be happy. Like then you start to think that you, you don't deserve some form of happiness. You don't, and you do. Like, yes, it was an event. It was a very tragic event. It was a very sad and just a devastating situation. But I have to make a decision. We all have to make a decision in whatsoever situation that we are going through to be able to say that, you know, I still deserve to be happy. I still deserve to move forward, to move through life, to, to shine, to shine. That's it, to shine. And you can, and you will, you will, you will. Oh my goodness, you will. Let God in. Let Him, let Him walk through you. Let Him walk in you. Because all things, there is past verses. All things work together for good, to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. All things. It's the good, the bad, the ugly, the amazing. All things. And when we go through life with that idea that nothing is guaranteed, all that's guaranteed is God's love for us. That's the, that's the constant thing that's guaranteed. God's love for us never changes, never changes. So I want you to know that you can be the best version of yourself. You really can. Like, no matter, like, if you've, if you've gone through the ringer, as they say, you can come out like you can come out on the other side. Oh, I'm gonna tell you this story before I round off. It's an analogy that I really, really like. Um, TD Jakes, TD Jakes talked about it in his book called um, Crushing God Turns Pressure into Power. Amazing book, amazing book. And I, I watched uh, an interview that he did with it, and I really love this analogy that he, he, he talks about when he talks about grapes. So I haven't looked up how wines are being made from grapes. So I don't know like the production of wine. But it talked about maybe in the days before, in the olden days, women always mashed the grapes with their feet. Now, go walk with me here. Just imagine. You can close your eyes again. Imagine you're a grape. <laughs> I'm going to act as a grape. I'm going to do like a kind of like an acting kind of thing. And the grape is being crushed by the woman, by the woman, you know, they're singing, they're crushing the grape, stepping on it with their feet, and the grape's like, oh my God, this is bad. Oh my God, this is not good. And, you know, just, what kind of life is this? Oh my, this is, and the grape is just in so much pain. After being crushed, and, you know, the, the, the juice had been extracted, and it's made into wine, and it's put in a bottle. Now work with me here. And it's put in a bottle, yeah? You can sell it. And, you know, the wine is sold and it's expensive and good. But there's this part I really, really like. You know, there's this thing they call aging of wine. Where the longer the wine has stayed in the bottle or maybe in the oak barrel or, or whatever it's called, the more expensive that wine is. Now, that wine is staying there 
And it's probably thinking to itself, now the, the grape now in the form of wine, it's probably thinking, oh my God, I've been here after I've been crushed, after I've been stepped upon, after I've been beaten, now I'm kept here in the dark. And I'm just here. No one knows anything about me. I'm just here. What kind of, I feel so hidden. I feel so alone. But probably after, I don't know how, you know when they said 1950s wine or whatever, after the wine is brought out, maybe it's spent like 10 years. It's one of the most expensive wine. And then you look at it and you'll be like, whoa, I like this wine. Yeah? And I want to get it. And the wine probably thinks to myself, oh my goodness, if you knew what I had been through. But that wine that stayed the longest in the bottle actually was the most expensive wine. I'll give you one more analogy and then I'll end this episode. Gold, the making of jewelry. Gold, to be precise. You know, gold is gotten when it's mine. It's so dirty. It's so, it's like yuck. You don't even want to, like when you see gold in its raw form, you're like, whoa, what is this? But when the gold is refined in the fire, the, the goldsmith breaks it, does everything, puts it in the fire, brings it out, but still, you know, putting in and out, in and, in and out, in and, out, and the gold is like, what are you doing? This fire is too hot. Why am I going through this? This, 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 that goes in, brings it out. The goldsmith does not stop processing the gold until he sees that it's in its purest form. It's shiny. He probably can see his reflection. And that gold that has gone through the test of time much more than maybe other um, cubic zirconia or all those other um, types of um, jewelries, that gold is seen and placed in, on, on the display card. And then, you know, the sweet little lady and her fiancé comes and they want to buy that gold. And they're like, this is the one we want. And it's the most expensive. But that gold that's most expensive was not like that. It didn't look like that pretty wedding band. It didn't look like that pretty necklace. It looked like one of the most disgusting things you could ever see. Like very in its, in its raw form, it was nothing. No one would want to identify with that. But it went through that journey. And that's how the journey of life is for a lot of us. For a, for a lot of us. But we got to persevere because at the other end of perseverance is an amazing glory. It's an amazing life. It's an amazing promise that God has in store for us. It's an amazing plan that God has in store for us. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Amazing, amazing, amazing. I want to say thank you for joining me on this episode of Fostering Resilience Podcast with Bossola. I will see you in the next episode. Go out there. Be the best that you can be. Because you've got it in you. God has put it in you. All that pertains to life and godliness. He has placed it in you. And you can do it. You can climb the highest mountain. You can, you can do everything because God has given you the strength. I will see you in the next episode. I want to say thank you. I want to say I love you. I want to say welcome. I want to say subscribe. <laughs> Hit the notification bell. Like. Whatever you want to do to support. It's fine. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.